Super Bowl's about to brawl. The MMA and boxing podcast from Manchester, England. Here are your hosts, Dan and Chutney. Chutney, how are you doing today, mate? Hello, Dan. Uh, I am tired for once. Uh, but really? this time, shock. <laughs> I had my booster jab yesterday, and yep. I felt super rough all day. Um, I've heard that so mm-hmm. much so that I had to have a little nap in my office chair. I mean, I say I, I pretty much just passed out about uh, three o'clock. Woke up at ten past. I was supposed to be meeting with a client at four. Quickly had to throw on my Zoom suit and uh, turn on Zoom and, and chat to them and sound like wow. I knew what I was doing. Um, you know, COVID is back. Yeah, it's a bit depressing, isn't it? Did you get Did you get any side effects from the first job? Well, or the second job? Uh, the second one, one yeah. similar, similar to right. um, to now. And, right. you know, it's, it's, I think it's just fortunate that in UFC, we enjoy a sport that um, is COVID proof. I'm very lucky, aren't we? Yeah, of course. Both athletes and uh, punters going to the events. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite uh, remarkable. Didn't Dana Dana White have it recently? He did, but he had, uh, and he's been jabbed. But um, but while he had been jabbed, the most important thing he wanted to tell people is that he's taken all the medication that Joe Rogan told him to. Yeah, Doctor Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Rogan. Yeah, I did notice that. Have you got any um, tales from our listeners of, of recent fitness? pursuits or have you just been laying low uh no uh oh you (laughs) Uh, (laughs) well you and uh, a friend of ours uh tim friend of the show was uh, explaining how much you press uh explain that to me so i I go to the gym and uh i tend to go on my own and uh often the fact there's there's no one there because i got access to uh, our small boxing gym and yeah so i've not got like people wearing gloves and vests spotting me on on the bench press and I just do a certain number of reps and of whatever and it's certainly nothing like what you two were describing um right so do you go in and say like okay what can you press and you do like no put on loads of weights no. and say do one of those or what how, how no, does someone decide depend. what they can bench press <laughs> you know um, well, you build up to it, I suppose. But where where we go at local gym, shout out uh, Project Four Fitness. It's called. I forgot in uh, in Burnage or West Didsbury. I think they like to claim it as. Um, so they they put on various uh, programs that you follow. So that like on that day we were talking about, you you went in and you said, right, you need to do five sets of five bench press, and then you pick up you you should have an idea of roughly what you can press. So if it's 40 kgs, you start on that and see if you can build up. If it's more, build up like that. Um, and then if it's quite heavy and you're near your maximum, that's where you say, oh, can you spot me or not? So you um, do one or so you do a number of reps? So I would, so on that day, for example, I do, I did 500 kilograms five times. Wow, that's a lot, isn't it? It's probably one of my be- better exercises. I probably do a little bit more than that, but and then that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty heavy. That so, uh, and Tim similarly is quite strong with uh, the old bench press. It's all the chicken he eats. Yeah, so I heard that uh, what what Tim did, and uh, I won't uh, embarrass him by saying uh, how how low it was, but uh, <laughs> what I did was uh, 
take uh, a load of weight off the bar to show uh, to see if I could do what he did. Uh, and yeah. my muscles went into shock because it was such little weight. So light. Uh, and uh, I've hurt my shoulder. And then I got my booster jab in the same shoulder. And it's a shoulder I like to sleep on. So uh, it's not really worked out very well for me this weekend. Well, and now I'm feeling sorry I for myself. Say, and I'm tired. It worked. It worked out really well for me that I I led led the witness straight into that uh, line of questioning. <laughs> and you, you went straight into it, mate. So. Outlawed. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Let's talk about um, some blokes who could probably bench press a lot more than 100 kilograms. And uh, they were the headliners at this weekend's UFC 269. Actually, just before I do, thinking about it. Um, do you want to toast beer of the week this week or otherwise? No, don't know. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Fair probably not even as strong right. as flyweights, am I? <laughs> what do they weigh? 125. Uh, well, so that is... You haven't said how much you tried to bench press, so I'd, I'd, I'd give you... Uh, no, I haven't. No, I, don't, I haven't. No. I, like I said, I didn't want to embarrass Tim. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> I reckon... I reckon Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier be able to bench press over 100 kgs. Yeah. But anyway, that's 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 a separate thing. Dustin could uh, bench more than uh, Del Bronx, couldn't he? Yeah, I'd say so. He's a lot thicker, isn't he? I think that's stronger. how we should start each analysis of each fight. Who, Who can bench more? the most? Yeah, bench more, yeah. press more. Bench more, isn't it? Bench. bench. What, what do yeah, you bench? bench. Press is like... Say. Yeah. I was at a party right. once with uh, a large friend of mine. <laughs> Uh, and this other large guy came up to him and said, uh, and like a, a knowing nod. Uh, so what do you bench? First thing he said, wow. <laughs> I just pissed myself. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even fully understand the question, but I knew it was funny. <laughs> Did he answer? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, right, yeah. I seem to right. remember it being so, a, lot, I know, a long time ago. <laughs> Right, this weekend's UFC 269 uh, in the books, as you say. And it was a bit of a disappointing night for our boy Dustin Poirier in his uh, attempts to become crowned the lightweight champion. He was defeated by your man, the Da Bronx, Charles Oliveira. Third round after um, third round submission after a really good start from Dustin in the first round, especially. Uh, he was piecing Oliveira up in, in stand-up. I thought he, he rocked him a few times. Second round was a different story, really. Uh, Oliveira's grappling um, took over. And then in the third round, similar similar story, took Dustin down and, and submitted him a rear naked choke. I think both of us had um, Dustin to win this, so I think we're probably both uh, pretty disappointed with the outcome. Although, pleased for Oliveira. What did you make of it, Chutney? Yeah, I think he summed up pretty well. Um, I think Charles Oliveira is a tough person to work out how to beat. And, uh, and that's the puzzle that fighters and trainers uh, are uh, face every time they get into the ring, uh, no matter what uh, combat sport they're dealing with. And one of the things about Charles Oliveira is that he's been underrated for a very long time. Uh, we look back mm. to 2017, end of almost four years, uh, just over four years ago, when he was beaten by Paul Felder, TKO. There's no doubt about it. And then uh, we've heard so much about his winning streak since then. And, you know, people were saying that he should get the uh, uh, the lightweight uh, championship fight. But 
one of the problems was that he hadn't didn't have the best resume. We talk about Clay Greeder, uh, Christos Glagos, Jim Miller, David Tamer, Nick Lentz, and Jared Gordon, and it goes on. And, and uh, more recently, Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler. I want to talk more about them. So they're, they're the, mm-hmm. the later wins. And while uh, they're known names, Kevin Lee, you just never you never know if he's any good, um, or you never know what Kevin Lee you're going to get. Now as well. um, yeah. Tony Ferguson. Well, he's he's not the guy that he once was. Uh, Michael Chandler, yeah, tough test, but is he uh, really right up there with the very best lightweights? Um, and I'm talking like the top two, three um, rankings may disagree with me, but uh, uh, but I don't think he does. Uh, and I think you, uh, Justin Gaethje showed, showed that quite clearly in that last fight. Um, number five, Michael Chandler is as it stands on uh, this Monday. Uh, afternoon um the yep. the rankings will be updated tomorrow and uh so so you weren't really sure how good he was really and i don't think uh despite some really good performances i don't think you could really be uh criticized for for not being certain that he was the best there is uh although that chandler fight was the performance was really impressive the precision the uh uh, how dynamic he was and everything else during that fight to beat him in the second round. Um, and then we take this Poirier fight. And I really felt like Dustin thought much more about what Oliveira could do to him rather than what Dustin could do to Oliveira. Um, do you know what I mean by that? Like respected him too much, you think? Perhaps. He came out all guns blazing, didn't he? Yeah, first round, I thought I thought it was really impressive, uh, and it I was, was going to walk it really. Uh, well, who was impressive, Dustin? Yeah, first round. I mean, they were both they were both good, uh, but it was Dustin yeah, really bringing rocked. that fight, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah, I think it, there was a couple of shots that he looked like he'd he'd hurt him. Oh, well, not, knocked not him down. Finished the fight, but yeah. So I, I thought Dustin was very impressive in that first round, um, but. It was certainly the game plan, and and I have to say it was he was very clear what the game plan was from Dustin's point of view because he really stuck to it. And then we go to that second round when he's lying on his back the whole time with Oliveira on top of him, uh, throwing bows, um, and just keeps him in his tight guard uh, with no efforts to get up uh, at all. And and the the mm. uh, I mean, easy for me to say, but I felt like there was opportunity to uh, to make that effort despite uh, being against one of the best uh black belts in uh jiu-jitsu black belts in in the ufc um yeah but maybe he knew better and thought well i'm just going to stay in this guard and that was always going to be the game plan and uh right off that round and take it to the next but then we went to the third round and that was when the glove grab happened did you see that i did yeah what do you make I of did. it um it was called it was called out on the um commentary there was, it I was. There were two occasions where it was called out. I must admit, I didn't see it until the commentary pointed it out. We wound it back. Um, yeah, I think it, they were both fouls from what I could tell. And one of them was prolonged. Uh, yeah. So much so... Poor refereeing, you'd have thought you would have seen that. Uh, poor refereeing, but also, I'm not sure why Dustin didn't make more of a, a noise about it, really. Uh, I suppose. But, it, you, you, it's just the heat of the moment. He's probably he's trying to survive. That, that's what put it to. Because yeah. yeah. you won't yeah. necessarily call yeah. out a cage grab or anything like that because... You're you're in a fight and you're not looking for them breaking rules. You 
you're yeah. you're trying to break their trying faces. Or, or uh, yeah. um, so uh, yeah, so I'm I'm tr- I'm trying to keep that part out of my. Because you don't know what what difference that made to the whole thing, what what difference it would have made if it didn't happen. So I'm trying to keep that out of my analysis. But that is it's disappointing yep. to have that uh, spanner in there when we're trying to work out what really happened there. Uh, but in the end, yeah. Uh, yeah, a great submission by uh, Oliveira, real strength when he was on his back. Dustin did everything he could. Who's uh, a black belt himself? Um, but there are black belts and there are black belts and Charles Oliveira is, uh, like I say, one, one of the best jiu-jitsu players in the UFC. Just shows you his, uh, his his skill level to be able to submit another black belt. And I think, um, to your point, I think he did, I think Dustin did sacrifice the second round, probably wary of trying to stand up or trying to get out of being on, on bottom and being caught in an arm bar or in a choke. So yeah. I, I personally thought he's just riding that round out. Yeah. Yeah, it was a shame to see. Dustin, obviously, this is his, this was his second chance at trying to get the, the title and um, he's fallen short. Did you see his post-match interview? Yes. Post-match, post-fight interview, I should say. Seemed a bit of a broken man Dejected. again. We've seen that before. and Yeah, and it just, this time it feels like he may not have the uh, desire to uh, climb the mountain for a title shot again. Not, not to say that he won't have plenty of money fights opportunities, but... I doubt we'll see him in the in the title picture anytime soon. Just because um, I think I'm not sure he's got the desire to do that. Well, taking that um, second Connor fight one, rather than uh, rather yeah. than the championship fight at the time, and it, it seemed like he had the option. It's looking like a pretty good call yeah. now, isn't it? Definitely, and he's got the name value now. I, I think you could throw him in with Connor, obviously, and you could throw him in probably with um, Diaz uh, just as a name because I, th- I saw him calling him out on not but sort of dismissing his performance um, on Saturday on Twitter, Diaz was. Um, one man who's definitely interested in a title shot will, is Justin Gaethje. He was in um, attendance at the arena on uh, at the weekend and he was also, I think there was a clip circula- circulating after the fact where him and um, Oliveira sort of spoke to each other in what broken English Oliveira's got. Um, do you think that's a, the fight to make next and do you think it will happen? Uh, definitely the fight to make. The only thing that would stop it is a quick turnaround by McGregor uh, oh. and uh, him beating anyone. I think uh, most likely Diaz. If you beat Diaz, then you get immediate title shot. So I... If you um, wanted it. He didn't even... Yeah, it didn't even crop into my thought process, but he's actually on Twitter today talking about it. Right. Um talking about having the fight with for the title straight away absolute nonsense and i thought obviously no 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 and it ups, obviously it's nonsense from um a sporting perspective and um whether he deserves it or not well it's not in question is it? he doesn't deserve no. it however if he comes knocking saying he wants that 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 fight i wouldn't put it past dana to, to get it booked um so i think that's it's a small possibility but i, would, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens next year Charlie Olives would destroy him. <laughs> yeah, he really would. Yeah. He re- I was thinking that when I was watching the fight. I, th- I was thinking Poirier would have, I think Poirier would have finished McGregor in the first round there, the, the shots he was hitting. Yeah, you, you, uh, MMA is, is so unpredictable, uh, so difficult to gamble on, for example. And uh, and I'd accumulate this weekend um, and it was uh, <laughs> UFC that let me down on it uh, with 12, I think 12 or 13 different um, contests. Uh, in four different sports. I felt like I should get a little booster because I did different sports. Shows what expertise I have, sporting expertise I have. Don't you reckon? 
Indeed. But anyway, um, yeah. well, uh, but I would <laughs> happily and quite confidently put a bet on that uh, Charlie Olive's first round submission on McGregor. Yeah, he'd kill him. He'd absolutely kill him. Yeah, um, yeah Gaethje and um, Oliveira would be a great fight, though. Um, yeah. Might happen first quarter next year. Back to what you were saying about belt. Dustin working his way back up to that title shot. Uh, if he had to go through yeah. the same people all over again, I mean, uh, he's had a tough road to get there. Uh, if I uh, yeah. just bring up his record now, uh, before Charlie Olives beating McGregor twice, Dan Hooker lost to Khabib, beat Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, Anthony Pettis, no contest Eddie Alvarez and Jim Miller before that. I mean, uh, that's over the last yeah, that's... four years. I mean, my God, killer. Five years, that's a, four and a half that's, years. That's a lot of fights for a 32-year-old as well. Yep. Um, and it sounds like he's got his head screwed on from all the interviews and stuff. So I think he, you know, he'll have options post his fighting career in terms of what he wants to do. Um, so I hope, I hope he he's able to get a couple of money fights if he wants them. Um, yeah, but it was just sad to see him like that because I do like him. I think he's a great fighter. Yeah. Cool. Anything else on the two lightweights before we speak about the co-main event? Uh, Charles Oliveira had his glasses stolen at the end. Did you see that? Oh, yes, I did see that. So well, it, it turns out he is lost rem- without them. Yeah, I was about to say it's quite remarkable. It was on my list of things I wanted to mention. So he's pretty much blind, isn't it? Well, he's got <laughs> he's short sighted. <laughs> but I don't understand why he doesn't wear contact lenses because uh, you're allowed to. In, in nearly all commissions, apparently, but not all of them, but you would be able to in Vegas. Uh, but he decides not to. And then some fan took him off him as he was walking out with belt in hand after the fight. Some uh, don't... He, he, apparently he, he got, got them back. back. Yeah, he did get them back. Uh, yeah. Some don't let you wear contact lenses. Apparently not. What a no. joke that is. Mm. Maybe I should Maybe go to combat sports with these 20, 2020 bad boys uh, and just You've just been, fight yeah. in those... Uh, those... Uh, what was the word? Commissions, states, Go. commissions, fighting those commissions. Yeah, I'm not sure why you're not like for for operations. You're not allowed to wear contact lenses. You have to take them out. So, don't know whether it's something medical. Um, let's talk around uh, what has been described as the biggest upset ever, uh, the biggest title upset ever, biggest fight. I was upset, upset when it ruined ever, my accumulator. Right? Yeah, you text me. I think as you were watching the fight, saying, "Oh, my accumulator might happen." I'm like, <laughs> uh. no it won't, no, it won't. <laughs> so in the uh, winter, women's bantamweight division um, Amanda Nunes who hasn't lost in five years in this division I believe uh, was putting her title on the line versus Juliana Pena who I think we described in our last week's review pod as someone who's very good at self-promotion and we probably both believe that she didn't stand the chance although I did say that you know, the ends, the the rain's got to end at some point, but I didn't think it end the way it did on Saturday. Yeah, don't even um, add that, dickhead. <laughs> and it's true. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> well, I'm going to add so, my own uh, one of those. Julianne, <laughs> go on, keep going. Yeah, I know, I know you are. Uh, Juliana Pena uh, weathered the first the, the storm in the first round. She got absolutely smashed up by by Nunez, um, and then came out in the second round and dominated her. Um, and basically made Amanda Nunes quit, uh, stand up, um, 
rocked her a few times in the stand-up and then went to the ground, swept her, swept her and took her to the ground and finished with a, a, a rear naked choke, choke to win the women's bantamweight title. Chutney, uh, what did you make of this, mate? Nunes started off strong. And, uh, and you know, I spent all of 45 seconds analysing Juliana Pena's chances in our, in our last pod. Um <laughs> And really didn't think she had any chance and, you know, not got the best record against Amanda Nunes, who's uh, arguably uh, the best female fighter of all time. In fact, is is is, is it even an argument nowadays? Cyborg? Yeah, her, her or Cyborg, I guess. And um, yeah, she, she Amanda did start off well, but Julia Pena's jab is excellent. Really good. Slight, and, and Nunes is a good boxer. Um, but Pena's is slightly faster and I watch the weigh-ins and usually you put Amanda Nunes side by side with her opponent and you can see that she's just so much uh, physically stronger than uh, whoever she's up against and and she relies on her power a lot I'm I'm not saying she doesn't have talent and skills otherwise Uh, she has very impressive talent skills otherwise but her her power often just gets her through anyway because as soon as they're hit by Amanda Nunes, it's like nothing they've ever ever experienced before, uh, unless they spar with men basically, uh, and when you're sparring, you don't go 100 percent anyway. And, um, but when uh, yeah, these two side by side, physic they were physically comparable, if not almost identical. Of course, uh, weighing in uh, very similar weights. Uh, and she looked strong. I thought, oh, that's interesting. But didn't think much more of it than that. And, and and that is where I'll stop. I did not think she would win. I still had all my doubts that I had before. Because again, Nunes has the skills as well. But yeah, Pena, faster to the punch, got the power in and put Nunes in a position where she thought, okay, uh, it's my power that needs to see me through this. And did you see a point to the floor saying, let's go yeah. at it? Yeah. I mean, w- yeah. what are you doing as a champion? Uh, a hardcore, long-time champion. What are you doing pointing to the floor and say, let's have it out? Uh, it's a five-round fight. It's the second round. You need to gather yourself. Something's going wrong. Get back to your coaches if you can and and, and reassess yeah. the situation. It, Not go all out but it's just, uh, in, in, a, uh, in a firefight with, uh, with someone who's beating you to the punch. I, I, I mean... Easy for me to say. I wasn't in there. I wasn't getting punched in the face by by a very tough woman. Uh, but uh, yeah. it, it it was strange how uh, she, you know, it, it, it you say she kind of gave up. I mean, I think she gave up very early if she was going to try and get into that kind of situation with Juliana Pena, who who then beat her soundly from there, and certainly didn't fall for any just, uh, um, ideas like that. It's just um, she, in the past five years, she's never really been tested or been brought into deep waters and if the, if there's any been any slight hint of that she's managed just a stronger strong arm her way through it yeah um and i think that that that's probably where that point to the ground nonsense came from because it was like well, fucking any woman before has stepped to me i've absolutely walked through her you come and do that now you know and i'll i'll do it again and she just couldn't do it yeah you can't um, beat me at that game is it no, um, it's interesting, is it? Law of averages. She was going to lose at some point. Um, 
Although we like we've we said none of us really predicted that it it would be um Pena to do it. I was very impressed with her, her interview in the cage after the fact. She was just like, Yep, yeah, I didn't feel it tonight, wasn't particularly good, didn't make any excuses, you know, she's she's fucking great really her, her, uh, um you know, outside of the cage. Um it'd be interesting to see whether Nunes will get an immediate rematch. I think out of all the champions who who would lose a belt, she's obviously the most um deserving of one. Whether she wants it straight away or not. That's another matter, but um, if they do, the, I'm sure Dana will want a, a rematch next year because uh, that'd be a big sell. Is that something that you you think the um, the organisation will go down? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I don't think she deserves one on the performance. Uh, does does she deserve Ooh. one from? I mean, what do you think she does? Not well. I, I, she got submitted. Possibly, not on in that second performance. Round. She, yeah, but she she fucking killed her in the first round. So. Um, I, th- I think on the basis of her resume, she walks into a title rematch. Uh, well, I think I think on that probably, and especially the uh, lack of competition otherwise as well. Although it'd be nice to see it mix yeah. up a bit and her have to have one fight before she gets back in there and uh, get other people in in that mix. But uh, I think that is the most likely outcome, um, especially in that division. Um, that's the women's bantamweight division, which is not the strongest, not not the weakest, but uh, well, no, certainly one of the weakest. But it's not as weak as uh, featherweight, for example, in which there isn't any rankings, just just one champion in Amanda Nunes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Um, one thing I will say is that uh, I was listening to a podcast uh, from last week. I think it was Ariel Hawani after after the fact. So uh, he was talking mm. before this event, but I was listening after. And he was uh, saying that Amanda Nunes doesn't do much for her own marketing, doesn't do uh, much media, doesn't self-promote. And which was fine saying it then when she was a dominant champion and winning and probably earning pretty good money. Now, all of a sudden, she's a challenger. And yep. she, she's perhaps lucky that she's in that division where she, it's likely that she will walk into uh, a rematch. But if it was a more competitive division without having that public persona, uh, she may well have struggled. You know, when, when people talk about Brazilian champions and, and, and the lack thereof in, uh, in recent years, they often forget to bring her up. Uh, and, and that includes Brazilians that are here, here interviewed because she's just so quiet and she just gets yeah. in there. Is that not a reflection? Um, is that also a reflection of the dominance, the dominance of male yeah, of, of, oh, well, her uh, dominance, but also the dominance of male yeah, yeah, maybe that as well. But uh, I, I'm not trying to pick something out about Rousey, but uh, at the time, you wouldn't be forgetting about Ronda Rousey, would you? If it no, was blonde-haired like, champions like or something, I don't know. Yeah, just but she was like an American cultural phenomenon for a bit. Um, well, anyone could be an American cultural whatever. phenomenon, though, no matter where they're from. Do you reckon? As long as they market themselves uh, properly, yeah. There's not that many overseas stars outside of America. It, it, you know who, who's the biggest? We know it's possible though. Overseas stars. Well, McGregor yeah, is, the, is, is, McGregor. is the biggest star in the sport, and he's he's from a little island with six I million said, people. I said, I said, I said, bar, barring McGregor, who else is there? You need to listen. That's your problem. We can't bar the best example, though. That's not fair. <laughs> anyway, well, anyway. But, but I, I thought it was an interesting point, anyway. Um, so she's done well for herself. She's co-mained uh, a lot of cards that have been massive pay-per-views and being the champion, she, she'll have plenty of money. So 
depends now whether she wants to to climb that that tree again. Um, Do you think she's too settled down you, with uh, like. daughter and stuff now? Perhaps, perhaps she wants to go to full on family life and enjoy the enjoy the um, the cash that she's made. Um, you know, great bit of controversy perhaps, about but, uh, 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 mothers in the UFC after after Pena's yeah. win as well. So. Do you want to describe it? Because I'm not as outraged as you. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm outraged, but anyway, Pena is the first woman to have given birth uh, to be a UFC champion, which is, I think, uh, a great feat, well worth uh, noting. Um, Nunes is, of course, a mother. Her wife, uh, um, I forget her name, Nina Nunes, um, gave birth... Uh, a couple of years ago now, 18 months ago, something like that. Uh, and, and is backfiring, I think, um, to their daughter. Um, and Pena said that, as far as she's concerned, she's the first mother champion in the UFC because she actually gave birth. Now, uh, I talked to you about this and you said, well, she's got a point, but it was poorly made. Um, so I rewatched it. Uh, trying to give her the benefit of the doubt but it wasn't she made the clear point uh, the only implication there is that Nunes isn't a proper mother because she didn't give birth uh, which is a horrible thing to say I think, about someone who's who, I think that's a stretch uh, it, it's not a stretch. That's, a stretch that's exactly what she said she didn't you'll have, to, you'll have to you'll have to quote exactly what she said but she didn't say that I think I think it's a bit of a stretch I think you could quite easily take the fact that she's saying you know I gave birth and my body's been through all those horrendous things and then managed to get horrendous back in the cage. I think it's more about beautiful things then oh, fucking no. I'm fine I'm finding it now. I'm um, finding it now. Hold on, I'm gonna play it play it for the listeners. Hold on. Hope this'll work. See if this'll work, eh? Technology. Oh fucked it. Came so out then. It was working. Two moms actually fought for a championship. Do you feel like the promotion needs to create a new belt for you, the baddest mom on the planet? That is such a great point. The UFC absolutely needs to create a new belt for me. It needs to be the baddest mom on the planet. Um, and you know, I'm not t- trying to take away anything from Amanda. She's a wonderful mother. But I gave birth to my daughter, and I know that you know. I feel like for giving birth, I am the first mom champ. And that to me is also a little feather in the cap. Just went over here. I actually gave birth. (laughs) So that makes her the first mom champ. That's what she said. Which means. Yeah. And she also said, she also said that Amanda is a wonderful mother. Well, uh, then she hasn't said that she's not. She's severely contradicted herself. (laughs) You're, you're looking to be offended when I'm there's no offence Definitely not. That, that, there, that's I why I went back. I went back to give a benefit of the doubt. Uh, she's a wonderful mother, she says, implying that she believes she's a mother. Yeah, well. Uh, anyway, well, as you said, poor choice of words. Uh, as a, At best, that, but I, th- I think it's worse now. But anyway, uh, I'm not too bothered about it. It's just uh, something that's interesting. Bit, bit of a controversy. Cause and, it, well, I know you're a massive... You're a huge advocate for women's rights, so it's fair enough that you're bringing it up, to be honest. But um, yeah. Well, I'm grateful for that remark. Fair but but it's, it's, it's also interesting that it's, it's an incredibly right-wing sport, um, male-dominated, who don't... Uh, most most of the fans of the sport, I, I imagine, don't really understand the issues or care about the issues even. Um, yeah. But at the same time, 
it's often the case that um, gay women, I'd say there's a high proportion of gay women in combat sports than in, in normal life. And uh, I'm uh, making up that stat entirely, uh, but the, it, which makes it more of a chance that something like this would come up. So it's a contrasting of uh, crazy right wing, American right wing values uh, and the rights of gay women. Uh, so it's interesting. Um, Jeff Neal beat Santiago Ponzinibbio <laughs> I predicted that you, you yeah. scoffed at the suggestion did I I also fucking fucked up here because I thought it'd be a great fight and it was it was a bit of a damp squib in the end I actually thought Ponzinibbio won it um, obviously it's very close he didn't but uh, I thought it was it was quite a close fight um, I've, I've, but I, I was really really looking forward to this fight and it was fucking I was a bit disappointed to be honest it was a bit of a um, a buzzkill in the middle of the car. I feel like an idiot watching a fight and getting to the end and say, oh, th- uh, this is a kind of split de- decision fight, this. Which uh, is a stupid thing to say, really. And then it is a split decision, you know. Uh, but uh, the, it was uh, Southpaw v. Orthodox and they just didn't really get a flow, did they? Uh, and it was just no, kind of, I'll do all. this, then you do this, then I'll do this, then you do this. And uh, it wasn't really enjoyable to watch. Um Jeff Neal, who's no. who's coming off a, uh, he got arrested for um, was it DUI and possession of a fire alarm, firearm without fire alarm <laughs> without a license uh, last week. <laughs> and in Texas, if you've got a gun and and you get in trouble for it, you know you you must be doing something wrong. Probably doesn't help that he's black, but anyway, yeah. um, for those guys, not me. Um, uh, but yeah, he uh, he won that fight. Anyway, it was anyone's, wasn't it? Really. Yeah, it was um, it was a pretty disappointing fight, especially after the um, previous two fights on the card, which we'll touch on now. In the flyweight division, Kaikara France defeated uh, your favourite fighter, Chutney Cody Garbrandt, in the first what did round. I say? Fucking hell! Uh, did you say he'd win in the first round? I can't. Remember. No, I can't remember what I said. But uh, you said you, <laughs> I, said, I said you said he's. I remember you saying he's overrated. Yeah. Oh, he's washed up. Or, uh, uh, I didn't say um, washed up. Cody Garbrandt. Mean, isn't that that's a mean word? Mean phrase to use. Although we say a lot of mean well, stuff on it. Also, I've decided maybe we should get a bit meaner his on this. tattoos here. off, mate. Should we get a bit meaner on this uh, right. podcast? Well, yeah. yeah. But you've, I, I've just said that I thought you said he's washed up and now you've sort of gone into your shell. Do you think he's washed up after losing five out of his last six or something ridiculous? I think his peak was uh, shinier than he his ability really shows. <laughs> That's not very shiny peak. Not very. He had a yeah, shiny, peak. Very shiny peak. Um, but yeah, five of his last six, he's lost. Um, and I like I say that a sun south. Have you watched that yet? Yeah, you know, I said about him uh, grabbing the fence to get his leverage on. Um, so I saw it on the um, the fight package beforehand, and it did the angles. Didn't no, really it didn't. Show it, it so didn't. I was actually meaning to look, but um, yeah. but uh, and, and and it never. You, you can't see the perfect angle. It's it's. It's a strong suspicion I have, rather than actually see, seeing him do it. But if you if you if you get the right <laughs> angle, because there, there is a better angle than it showed than it showed on that. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Cody Garbrandt got knocked out in the first round uh, by Kai Kara France, and uh, Kai Kara France is really good, and 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 it's yeah, the toughest division. Um, but how about uh, an O'Malley match for Garbrandt now? Yeah, well, it might happen, might in it. So O'Malley. Um, was victorious in the first round on uh, the first fight of the main card, wasn't he? Easy. Decent performance. Easy business for him. Yeah. 
uh, Rolium Paver. And he, this lad had a decent record, to be fair. So um, it was probably O'Malley's toughest uh, assignment. And he, he did very well. Striking was on point. Looked apart. And he has been um, widening Garbrandt up behind the scenes, hasn't he? We've been watching some of his the un, uh, uncensored whatever fucking videos, embedded videos. Um, yeah. I'd probably put that fight together. I think Garbrandt would probably get battered, wouldn't he? I think so. I think so. Uh, be interesting, though. So do you think Gar? Do you think Garbrandt's done at flyweight after his unsuccessful run there? Well, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's uh, third division. He's, he's tried in uh, not a long period. If I can, uh... so he's done bantamweight and just ban- just bantamweight and flyweight, isn't it? I think. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, it's just the two yeah. divisions. I thought he'd uh, done three. Um, uh, I, I don't know if it was a mistake or not. I, I just don't know. How old is he? He's, he's only thirty. He's very young. In the scheme of things, yeah, in, in that in that kind of it, that yeah. kind of division as well. Um, yeah, I think he really needs to rebuild his career, doesn't he, and start start with someone unranked fighters and just try and get some confidence back because um, it's not looking good for him at the moment especially I think out of those five losses four of them were quite vicious KOs uh, so it's it's not looking good for him Um, anything else from the USC before we talk about uh, some of the the boxing fights over the weekend cool did you see Lomachenko defeat Richard Comey over the weekend Uh, also at Madison Square Garden really enjoyed that Uh, love watching Loma Uh, great to see him back uh, interesting fight in that he, whenever he started dominating, which he did mm-hmm. on a regular basis, kept on looking to uh, Comey's corner, saying, are you going to throw in the towel? And while I half agreed with him, it's no. not what you do did in a you... fight, really. Um, and I, I thought at times it was a little bit insulting yeah. as well to Comey. Um, I watched the highlights. I must admit, I didn't see the whole thing. But um, at the end or towards the end of the second round, he rocked him with like a body shot and then a head shot. Um, and he could have gone in for either the kill or to try and drop him. And he stopped and just pointed at his corner and say, you know, get back in your corner and we'll meet again in, you know, um, the third round. I thought yeah. that's so, so like emancipating of him. He's like fucking, um, yeah, just took his balls away from him, I thought. But it was he was rapid. The pace, you know, the speed of him in comparison with um, his opponent was really, um, really noticeable, I thought. And uh, just another. Well, after the Lopez loss, it was a good way to yeah, ease him back uh, in. Um, but yeah, he did look really good. Really enjoyable. Indeed, to watch. indeed. Um, we've got uh, a couple of fights coming up this week. Um, I think it's in Manchester. Um, uh, Parker's fighting Chisora in a rematch at the arena. Uh, who have you got on? Um, who do you think will win that fight, Chutney? Uh, I think Chisora. Really? Ooh. I guess. Tough one, really. Um, I'd say Chisora's. Maybe tougher and stronger, uh, Parker, probably yeah, the better boxer. Yeah, I probably agree. Parker's been training with the Fury Boys, I think we mentioned in last week's episode. Um, he And that's on the zone, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is, yeah. Um, so that's that's a decent decent fact. There's not too much else on that card. Um, but Joseph Parker, you look at his record, he's only had two losses on his whole career. Um, so it's just, he, he's, he's never really been that, spe- or in most in recent years, he's never really been that spectacular to watch, has he? Um, and Del Boy will be going out there to knock his head off. Good performance against Joshua. Yeah, it was a good performance. Back in the day. 
Um, any other boxing you'd like to t- touch on, Chutney? Uh, I don't know. You've got the agenda in front of you. Don't you? <laughs> I didn't. I've lost it. Uh, but I think that was it. Sonny Edwards yeah. one. I didn't see that. He was in my accumulator. Are you are you are you uh, um, well into your gambling now? Are you maybe maybe we should do a. No, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Bad enough. Bad enough. I'm out. 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 I've lost my money now. I've hit rock bottom. Five thousand uh, pennies. Uh, yeah, Sonny Edwards. Uh, um, after winning his title, had his first defense against an unknown, uh, unbeaten oh. Filipino, which was a bit risky. Um, but uh, a oh, good there performance was from him. There was uh, something I wanted to talk about. It's just come back to me. Cheers, uh, cheers, listeners. I don't know why I'm saying cheers, listeners. But cheers for hanging yeah. with us. Uh, we've got a UFC event coming up. They're gone. Yeah. Don't worry. They're gone. <laughs> I thought you said, sorry, God, then. And I was like, it's well. just us now. <laughs> Hi, Heed. <laughs> uh, we've got a UFC fight uh, event coming up this weekend. Um, oh, I was going to bring it up. Don't oh, worry. Thanks. When I asked you, have you got anything else to you say? Forgot. You said no, about boxing. Not, is there anything else in boxing you'd like to say? No. No, but there is a UFC event this weekend. UFC... Uh, Vegas in the is Apex. Vegas one small small some big boys headlining Vegas 45 I'm, I'm wow. thinking something no like idea. that um, but anyway um, have you seen the poster it's a cool poster it's Derek Lewis and Chris Dorcas big heavy heavyweight punches um, and the poster itself the biggest uh, lettering on there says 31 combined KOs wow <laughs> So they're not they're not uh, being shy about what <laughs> what what this uh, what this fight is, uh, but it's a cool poster which uh, is rare from the UFC. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you don't mind, I will uh, talk yeah, about the fight. Yeah, please do. Card. Derek Lewis coming back after his uh, recent loss. What do you uh, what do you make of it? Um, who did he lose to? Cyril, Cyril Gagne in the uh, in the yeah Cyril Gagne in the um, interim title fight a couple months back. Yeah. We did a big review on the um, show, mate. Episode 50. Yeah. I mean, this, this could go anywhere, couldn't it? Uh, like the poster says, 31 combined KOs. Yeah. That's madness. Um, uh, more interested by Stephen Thompson and Bilal Mohammed. That's think? a great fight. Uh, do you not? Stephen Thompson, he just flatters to deceive at times. He's not really uh, been in that many exciting fights recently. I think. When it is an exciting fight with him, it's really good. When it's like proper showcase of his skills, I really enjoy just, those. Um, few and far between, um, if you look at his record. Amanda Lemos. I'm a, no, I'm just saying few sorry. and far between. He's had, a, he's had a lot of decision wins, a couple of KO losses. Mm, yeah. It'd be, it, it, he's stylistically, he's interesting to watch. So Sorry, you carry on. Yeah. Uh, so, so Some fun fights on there. Amanda Lemos, Angela Hill. Um Asan Salve, uh, Ricky Simone, um, Cub Swanson, Cub Swanson, yeah. Darren Elkins. Yeah. Fun fights so on there. Nice little card to finish off the year uh, for the UFC. Um, and you never, we, we probably might not get a review in now. I don't know. Is this our, is this going to be our last show of the year? I don't know about that. Uh, might get a little Christmas <laughs> we special. Say is a re- r- Maybe do a highlight show. Don't 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 know the fancy podcast. Do yeah, a highlight and, show. And, Review of the year, award year, um, awards, and all that shit. Yeah, we, uh, we weren't even mentioned in the MMA but awards we last week. We didn't. They're the kind of awards that you've got to put yourselves forward for, and we're not. We're not down with that. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I th- I, the point I was making is that we're uh, yeah, shows how we're real we are. Shit. Fuck them. Fuck them. Like the kind of hipster Yeah, podcast. there's plenty of awards dues that you've actually got to pay to be part of. Hmm. I found out. I imagine yeah, this is one so, of them. Um, and we don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not flying over to Vegas. Because spent my last five on accumulator. Right. Um, before we sign off, is there anything else you'd like to mention? You can find us at FTAB News on Twitter. You can find me at Chutney News on Twitter. You can find Dennis at, at Braemar Soldier. That's B-R-A-E-M-A-R Soldier. Uh, Sound of Guns or Second Hand Guns played us in. They play us out as well because they're great guys. Uh, you can find us in all sorts of podcast apps. Um, I like to use Ooh. Spotify. Um, but uh, I, I don't. But that's what, you know, each their own. You use I Apple do, yeah. Music, yeah. I think, don't you? Yeah. Spotify's really good. Um, but they don't, we've talked about this before, but they don't pay people properly. Who does, though? Who does nowadays? Better. And what are you going to do about it? Uh, really? Fight the power. Right. That's what I'm going to do. Well, we'll, 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 we'll upload That's our episode point. to Spotify <laughs> and uh, take it from there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in protest in protest so we're actually protesting against Spotify on their own platform fuck, fuck you Spotify you. what are you going to do about it wouldn't dare we take us it, down we're going to have we're going to have perfect Try sound it. this episode aren't Day. we I uh, hope so hope so sorry about last week listeners um, uh, but uh, he'll try better this week I'm sure he'll uh, well done sure he'll sort it out. sound producer or just show producer he'd Thank you. Very, yeah, uh, very much appreciated. What is, uh, what is, what is left to say? Dad? <laughs> the only thing that's left to say, mate, is for those about to brawl, <laughs> we salute you. <laughs>